Welcome, future doctors, to another episode of the Future Minority Doctor Podcast with Dr. Sulma and Marina, where we bring you conversations to empower and inspire you to contribute to your community and the world by becoming a doctor. Welcome back, future minority doctors. Thanks for joining us for this episode where we are going to talk to you about volunteer activities and specifically how to make sure that the hours you spend volunteering are quality hours that will make a positive impact on your application to medical school. If you are planning to apply to medical school in the next few years, you need to understand the importance of volunteering. In order to get into medical school, you have to show that you are a compassionate, caring, altruistic person by doing some volunteer work. After all, medicine is a very humanistic profession, and if you don't show that you're truly committed to helping other people, your chances of getting in are, unfortunately, low. And none of you want low chances of getting into medical school, right? Thinking back to your years in college, Dr. Zulma, what were some of the volunteer activities that you did? Yeah, so I actually went through joining several organizations on my campus. And through the organizations, I felt that was helpful in finding volunteer activities instead of kind of doing that research on my own. So some of the things I did through those organizations um, were like city cleanups, or we would sign up for things uh, in the local city where I went to college. Also tutoring kids as well. These were elementary aged kids. Uh And um, we would also set up activities for fundraisers, not only for our our organizations, but for other organizations that did good for for society and the world. And also volunteer doing shadowing as well of some doctors and some medical professionals. What about you, Dr. Marina? Well, there were a couple of things that I spread out over my four years of college and also a gap year that I took while I applied. I remember doing some tutoring for elementary and middle school kids in my community. I was involved in a couple of different church activities over the four or five years. I volunteered at my local children's hospital as a patient greeter. I think that was my senior year of college. And I also, one of my favorite activities was I volunteered at a free clinic run by the local medical school, and I got to be an interpreter and what they called a patient advocate. And I loved that particular volunteer experience because it really gave me a window to look into what it was like to be a doctor right before I applied. Now, before we delve into how to choose quality volunteer experiences, let me review a few things about the medical school application that are important to know because when it comes time for you to apply, it's just nice to know how you're going to be expected to present your volunteer activities. Now, in your medical school application, you'll have the opportunity to create a list of all of the activities that you have completed over the last few years. These include volunteer activities, work activities, research projects, shadowing, awards, and even hobbies. You will then have to include a short description for each of these activities. Now, each application system is a little bit different. The MCAS application, which is for MD schools, allows you to enter up to 15 activities total, and each description can be about 150 words long. The AA COMAS application for DO schools does not have a limit on the number and each description can only be up to about 120 words. 
And then the Texas Medical School application system does not have a limit on the number of activities either, but each description can only be about 60 words long. So that's kind of just an idea of how you're going to be expected to write up your activities. In general, the activities that you list should only be activities that you have completed after high school. So even if you did the most amazing volunteer project ever during your senior year of high school, it will not help you get into medical school. All of the application systems have a way for you to enter activities that you haven't done yet, but are planning to do during the year that you will be applying. Remember, the application cycle opens up in May or June, but you won't actually start medical school until the following fall. So there's a whole year between the time you submit your application and the time you start medical school. Now, schools don't just expect you to twiddle your thumbs while you wait, so they do let you include the activities that you plan to do during that whole year while you're applying. Just be aware that you should not depend on those planned activities to get you into medical school. In reality, the things that you have done up to the point in time when you are applying should be enough to stand on their own and impress the admissions committee. So, uh, for example, like think of the students that uh, were applying right before COVID hit, right? They probably were planning to put a lot of things on their planned activities that they were going to do that summer or that year. And then COVID probably threw a wrench in that. And a lot of those activities didn't get to happen. So don't rely on those planned activities. It really has to be like what you've done up to the point where you're applying has to be enough to impress an admissions committee. Another note is that you will be asked to submit letters of recommendation from a variety of people to support your application to medical school. It's not always required, but it's a good idea to have at least one letter from a person that you worked with in one of your volunteer activities. It might not be from a doctor. It could simply be from a supervisor or a coordinator. But if they can sing your praises about how you selflessly contributed your time and talents to help their cause, this is going to strengthen your application and make you really shine. Do you remember getting any volunteer letters, Dr. Zulma? You know, I'm just thinking back from college, uh, as far as with volunteer, I got a letter from a teacher where I used to go to an, um, an elementary school and help tutor the kids. Uh-huh. Um, since I was with her for a whole year, we really got to know each other and also on a personal level. So she was able to provide me a strong letter of recommendation. Excellent. Yeah. And like I said, it's not required by most schools, but if you have a couple of letters from professors and then from someone you shadowed, someone you worked with, and then someone you volunteered with, it just, you know, gives the admissions committee a better picture of you as a whole person. All right. Now that we are clear on those aspects of the application, let's dive into how you can find quality volunteer activities that will help you to shine as a medical school applicant. Now, my first piece of advice here is first and foremost, do something that you actually enjoy doing. It shouldn't, it should be obvious, but I'm just going to say, find something that you enjoy doing. Please don't torture yourself to do something that you dislike. Why? Because you probably won't last very long doing something that you don't like, and you'll end up having an activity on your application that you only did for maybe 10, 20, 30 hours, 
And that just won't appear as strong an activity overall on your application. Also, if you have to write a description about something that you didn't actually like doing, it's more likely to come across as boring, uninteresting, or forced because your heart wasn't really in it and you probably didn't learn deep, valuable lessons from doing it. Also, don't plan on getting a good letter of recommendation from a supervisor who saw you grudgingly doing whatever activity it was. It's just not a good idea. Even if you spent, you know, 100 hours, but you did, your heart really wasn't in it, people can tell. So that's not going to be a strong letter. What was your favorite volunteer activity when you were in college, Dr. Zuma? Yeah, I think I had to, um, because they were in different parts of my pre-application time to medical school. One was, while I was actually doing undergrad, uh, what I shared previously is working with the elementary-aged kids, and these were kids who uh, were learning the English language. So for me, I could relate a lot to the kids, so it felt like I was giving back to them. I was giving back to my former self, right? So uh-huh. um, helping them with um, reading, math, and so forth. And then the other activity came, I took a couple years in between applying to medical school and then from graduating from undergrad, which some of students might have heard, but it's called Flying Samaritans. I was with them over a year and it was once a month we would go down to Tecate, so we'd cross the border and um, I would do the translating for ophthalmologists that were doing cataract surgeries. I felt very involved there with the community because I was very engaged with everything that was going on because I knew the language. Uh But that was so much fun and I created such great relationships with the people that would go there. Yeah, what an amazing opportunity. Um, And that it wasn't just volunteer work, but it was medical volunteer Mm -hmm. work. So that's pretty cool. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Did you end up getting a letter of recommendation from that activity, Dr. Z? From the teacher I did from Flying Samaritans, I could have because I developed such a strong relationship with the organizer of it and um, one of the ophthalmologists. But I think um, I was fortunate enough that I had a job during that time that gave me very, very strong letter of recommendation since it was also within the healthcare setting. So, gotcha. but it would have been a great option. I just had already enough, but I uh-huh. could have gone to them definitely. Yeah, that's fine. But it's a good place to be in to have more than enough letters yes. rather than too few. Yes, correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my second piece of advice when it comes to choosing volunteer activities is to choose some activities that show a medium to long-term commitment. So what do I mean by this? If you volunteer for a beach cleanup or a homeless shelter clothing drive once or twice, that's only going to show up on your application as something that you did for about 10, 15, maybe 20 hours. That's okay, but that's not that impressive. It shows that you gave up a day to do something nice, but does it show commitment? Does it really give you an opportunity to learn and to grow? Does it show that you are really committed to helping a certain group or community over a period of time? Not so much, unfortunately. Don't get me wrong. If you have 15 activities listed and one or two of them are shorter volunteer activities because that's just how things worked out or those are just the opportunities you had, it'll still be fine. But you will need at least one activity that requires a lot more hours and a longer-term commitment to really impress an admissions committee. As a rule of thumb, high-quality volunteer activities that are more likely to impress are activities that are done over a few months to even a few years. 
For example, I've come up with a long list of things that I've seen applicants do and list on their application. Volunteer as a tutor to local school children, like Dr. Z and I did. Volunteer in a big brother or big sister, big sibling community program. Volunteer as a president or officer in one of your school clubs or organizations. Participate in a service activity through a fraternity or a sorority. Participate in humanitarian trips abroad. These can be medical or non-medical. Volunteer in a local church, synagogue, or mosque. Volunteer at an animal shelter. Participate in a clinic or a hospital volunteer program. Act as a volunteer interpreter at a free or a community clinic. Volunteer for a safety hotline. Organize a drive or fundraiser for a nonprofit organization. Organize or volunteer health fairs in your community. Do home visits for people at the end of life through a hospice program. Teach free dance, yoga, language, computer, or any other lessons to people in your community. Help tutor or mentor other college students in your community. So that's just a list of what I could think of that I've seen, but there's really no limit to what you can do as a volunteer activity. Every college and community will have different opportunities. If you live in a rural area, your opportunities might be more limited. If you live in a big city, you should have plenty of opportunities, but you'll have to choose those that are a best fit for you. Just remember to show some real commitment by sticking with something for at least a few months, even longer if possible. Was there anything in your volunteering, Dr. Z, that you did for at least a year? And if you did do something for that long, did you like what did you learn from it? Yeah, I think uh, most of my volunteering activities, it was long, more, more in the long term. So the tutoring with the kids, I, I was, I, it's been such a long time, but it was maybe one to two years that I did that. And then the Flying Samaritans, for sure, it was at least two years that I would help and committed myself to going once a month down to Mexico. Uh-huh. And just as you were mentioning your list, I, I also remembered that. I also served as a board member, not a like a board member for a, an undergrad organization as well. Uh-huh. I think I was like the treasurer or something like that. But um, I think what it, it's, you know, it's such an important thing is what you actually learn from these volunteering activities. And, you know, in each of these activities, I learned something different with the kids. For me, it was just learning how important it was to give back. And also just being a positive role model for these children was um, very important to me. And for them to know that there's other opportunities given they were likely going to be first generation kids growing up and and hopefully they would go to college. Uh And then um, for the Flying Samaritans, what I really learned from that was just seeing how people can come together, medical and non-medical, to really do something good for people who need it. And I mean, these, these patients that we would see would have otherwise had very poor vision if it weren't for these people that were literally just giving free time. And for me to see actual doctors, and now that I know that ophthalmologists, they make uh, pretty good money. Uh-huh. <laughs> there were these doctors that were so committed to just coming in for, I mean, we were there from 8 a.m. until the evening, and they were just doing back-to-back surgeries. Like for me, that was uh-huh. just amazing to see how service is so important to help others as well. Yeah, that's amazing. That sounds like a wonderful opportunity. Your heart was really in it. You did it every month for two years. 
that's not a small commitment. So I'm sure that when you applied and listed that activity, you were able to really show that commitment to that community. And yeah, it's a significant sacrifice of time. If you were spending 10 hours each time times 24 months, that's 240 hours you got there. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, looking for something along those lines. Like I said, there's no limit to what you can do. Just find something that you enjoy doing where you can stay committed to it for at least a few months, ideally even longer. Yeah. And, you know, just how you referenced before, I think something that you enjoy because it doesn't really feel like more work on you because you're enjoying it. Uh huh. And it, I mean, other than it also looks good for you to apply, but just enjoying it. And I always say passion speaks louder than words. So whether you're writing your personal statement, writing this component of volunteer or you're interviewing, your passion and something will just outshine Mm -hmm. the actual conversation. So it's really important finding something that you really do enjoy. Uh Uh-huh, definitely. By the way, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but I will add this note just to be clear. Volunteer activities should ideally be for people other than your family or your friends. If you're doing something just to help your brother raise money for a trip to France or raise money for your own child's classroom, that is unlikely to be viewed as genuine altruism by an admissions committee. I rarely see that, but just just in case you're tempted to list something like that, be careful. So my third piece of advice when it comes to choosing volunteer activities, make sure you have at least one clinical volunteer experience. So tutoring and food drives and clubs and religious activities, they all have their place in your life and in your service and application. But it is also really helpful to have at least one activity that is clinical. In other words, at least one activity where you have an opportunity to interact with patients and doctors in a clinic or a hospital setting. So Dr. Z mentioned her Flying Samaritans activity. She was working with ophthalmologists. She was seeing patients get cataract surgery. When I worked at a free clinic up in the Bay Area in California, it was run by the local medical school. I was interpreting for patients. I was seeing the interactions between patients and the doctor. I was helping connect them with resources. I was helping them figure out their medication lists. So again, that's a clinical volunteer activity. There are many possibilities when it comes to clinical volunteering. Some of the activities I already listed that would count specifically as clinical volunteer activities are going on a medical humanitarian trip abroad, participating in a clinic or a hospital volunteer program, being an interpreter, a volunteer scribe, or a patient advocate at a free or community clinic, and organizing or participating in health fairs. And there are others, but those are the most common ones that come to mind for me. I should mention, there are some legitimate reasons why you may not have clinical volunteer experience to list on your application. For example, you are a student athlete or you're in the military and you have very limited time to volunteer. So maybe you can only fit in a few non-clinical volunteer experiences. In this case, however, you still have to show that you have sufficient clinical exposure through shadowing and other work experiences. Another situation that I've seen might be that you have to work to support yourself and maybe your family, and therefore you have very limited time to volunteer. 
In this case, one of the best things you can do is to work in a job that allows you to earn money and get clinical experience. For example, you can be a medical assistant, a certified nursing assistant, a phlebotomist, or a scribe. That way you are showing commitment to getting that clinical experience, even if you have to work. And so committees might view that a little more kindly. Please know, however, that even if you have to work to support yourself, you are expected to have some volunteer experiences under your belt when you apply. Your hours may be more limited than someone else's, but you have to have some. If your total volunteer hours are really low, let's say, for example, less than 50 hours, you'll want to consider explaining this somewhere in your application, maybe in your disadvantage statement under one of the activity descriptions or in a secondary essay. But make sure you explain it somewhere because sometimes they're going to look at that and they're going to wonder and you don't want to leave the person wondering, like, what am I missing in this story? Like, am I not getting the full picture? As we've mentioned in past episodes, we were both working some during college in order to earn money. Dr. Z, did you ever feel that having to work limited your opportunities to volunteer? Yeah, I think um, in the sense of especially ones that would require too much time, multiple times during the week, I obviously wouldn't be able to commit to those. Uh But for this very reason, because I knew I had to work, I purposely try to find uh, jobs that would give me similar experiences as volunteering, just like you mentioned earlier. However, I still did volunteer on the side, just as you said. So Mm -hmm. for example, I was working, I think about 30 hours a week, running some healthcare programs that included a childhood obesity program. And I was going to school as well, completing some pre-med courses. So that's where I got into the Flying Samaritans that I was able to commit for at least two years, but it was just once a month. So then I was at least having some volunteer Uh on the side out working in something that was health related and then doing my school stuff. Yeah, I remember it affected me a little bit, too. It was multifactorial, though. I think that, you know, having to work, even though I think I was only working 10 or 12 hours a week, I was also really trying to get better at studying and get my grades up. (laughs) And so even those 10 to 12 hours a week felt like a big chunk of time to be taken out. And so I had to be careful about what volunteer activities I chose. Also, I remember my first and second year of college, I did not have a car on campus. And depending on what kind of college campus you find yourself on, you may or may not have a car. So that actually made it really difficult because I wasn't in like a big city like New York or Chicago where you could get around on a subway system. I was in Northern California and I remember learning about a hospital volunteer program where I could do something along the lines of scribing or shadowing in the ER. And it sounded really cool. I really wanted to do it, but I had no way of getting there. And so while some of my friends were able to do that, I was not able to do that my first two years of college. And I was a little bit bitter about that for a while, but that's okay. Like everyone, your resources are your resources and you just do the best with what you can. Yeah. And then it'll evolve too within, you know, when I was, I started my undergrad, just, I was only working about 10 to 12 hours. And then since I did a different path, non-traditional way of applying to medical school, it was afterwards where I was working more, but you find a way to commit because you're passionate about whatever volunteer opportunity you have, but also not to overextend yourself. So that way you're not failing in school and then you're, you know, making ends meet. (laughs) Exactly. 
Moving on to my fourth piece of advice on choosing a volunteer activity or volunteer activities. Choose activities that align with your purpose. One of the things I don't like seeing on applications is a smattering of random, short-lived volunteer activities with no clear connection or purpose. The strongest applications, in my opinion, will have a few volunteer experiences that are connected to why the person wants to become a doctor. For example, if you tell me in your personal statement that you grew up in a community with poor access to health care and that you want to be a doctor in order to help address health care disparities in your community, I want to see volunteer activities on your application that show me that you are genuine, that show me that you're telling the truth. If you list your volunteer activities as a sorority, a pre-med club, and walking dogs for an animal shelter, well, that's not really consistent with that why that you told me about, right? I might question the honesty of your personal statement in that case. But if you list your volunteer activities as volunteering at a free clinic, organizing health fairs, and tutoring underprivileged kids, then I'm going to believe you. Then I believe that you really want to be a doctor for the reasons that you stated in your personal statement. So just be careful. Now, your personal statement might not be that. Maybe your passion is not underserved communities. Maybe your passion is really like science and research. But then I want to see activities, volunteer activities and other things that are consistent with that purpose. So just make sure that when you're painting the whole picture of yourself on your application, you want to have activities that are consistent with the reason you're telling medical schools that you want to be a doctor. Now, it's okay for not every single volunteer experience to be tied to why you want to be a doctor. It's completely okay to be interested in or passionate about some things that have nothing to do with why you want to be a doctor. But you should have some volunteer activities that align with your overall purpose in pursuing a medical career. So with Dr. Z, you know, the Flying Samaritans, you, part of your, I think we've talked about this before, part of the reason you wanted to be a doctor was related to helping your community, helping the underserved, the same for me. And so the Flying Samaritans activity was very consistent with that purpose. The tutoring underprivileged kids in your community was consistent with that purpose. So, you know, it looks, sounds like you did a good job tying those together probably when it came time to apply. Yeah. And I do remember you even once, if you know, you are interviewed, they do ask you about all of these things as well. So again, you're describing yourself. And then with your listing of volunteer activities, you're showing here's proof of what I said earlier. Uh And then um, when you get to your interview, they're going to touch base on those to see even more. So if it's really, really true, because now they want to see your reactions, your facial expressions, like about that passion and that purpose. Mm -hmm. And with the interviews, it's a great opportunity to tie in stories from your experiences. Like you could have said, oh, you know, I remember one patient who was getting cataract surgery and they were just so grateful. And it, yeah, you you can tell that story because you actually did it (laughs) and you liked doing it, right? All right, last but not least, last bit of advice on finding volunteer activities. Find a good balance between academics and volunteering. I've known many students who get so involved in every club and community event 
that they don't set aside enough time to study, and unfortunately their grades suffer. Remember that your GPA will also be an important factor in getting into medical school. You can have 5,000 hours of volunteer work listed on your application, but if your GPA or MCAT is too low, you won't even get an interview. I think I struggled with that some in college and even in medical school. There were times when I would much rather be attending a club meeting or helping to organize an event than do my organic chemistry problem set or study (laughs) biochemistry. I fell into this trap of sometimes spending too much time on stuff that was more fun and not enough time on stuff that wasn't like studying. What about you, Dr. Z? Did you struggle with this balance at all? Yeah, I think it was mostly in my first two years of college. I think that's where my GPA took the hardest hit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the academics as well. Had a lot of volunteer activities and all these things that I was doing, but the scale went too far on that end. Mm-hmm. But it was part of just learning as well. So then after that, after my third and fourth year, definitely my GPA reflected that I figured out what I was supposed to be doing and mm-hmm. setting those boundaries of okay, I need to do volunteer, I need to work, and I need to do priority is I need to make sure my school grades are good. So I need to make sure that's priority Uh and then fit the other stuff into that. Yeah. Now I should mention also, I've seen some students on the other end of the spectrum where they have straight A's, but you know, then you ask like, well, what have you been doing for volunteer activities? And it's like, nothing. (laughs) I I I don't have time for that because they're cramming in so many classes and they're doing really well. But, you know, it has to be a balance. That balance will be unique for everyone. Everyone will have a different balance that's right for them. Some people learn faster than others and can ace a test with minimal studying, whereas other people need to spend lots and lots of hours studying to get decent grades. Just figure out what you need to do to stay balanced and then stick to it. We don't want you having to retake classes or to do a post-bac program simply because you spent too much time doing extracurricular activities like volunteering. Please learn from our mistakes and find a good balance for yourself so that you can become that doctor that you dream of becoming. Okay, I hope all of this helps you to find volunteer activities that will help you to impress those admissions committees when it comes time for you to apply. One last thing before we finish up. I know many of you might still be wondering this when it comes to volunteering. How many volunteer hours should you aim for? How many hours is ideal? A general rule of thumb is to aim for at least 100 hours in order to be competitive. However, the fact is that the strongest applicants out there may have many hundreds of hours of volunteering. At the same time, there will be some people who get into medical school who only have 80 hours. There is no magic formula. There's no secret checklist. In the big scheme of things, the number of hours you volunteer in and of itself will not make you a strong applicant. What you do, your commitment to it, how it aligns with your purpose, and what you learn from the experience is all important. It's really the big picture that matters more than the number of hours. So don't stress too much. Go out and do your best. And to summarize, here are our five main tips on finding quality volunteer experiences. Find things that you enjoy doing. Show a medium to long-term commitment. Make sure you have at least one clinical volunteer experience. Choose activities that align with your purpose. 
and find a good balance between academics and volunteering. Again, I hope this was helpful. If you have questions or comments, reach out to us via social media or contact us through our website at futureminoritydoctor.com. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Peace and love, everyone.